It's the end of day at InfoSecurity. Um, uh, my name is Ben Smith from Wireless Worker, and I am joined again by Ewan McLeod from Mobile Industry Review. And we're still missing Rafe Blanford, both in the sense that he's literally not here, and we're both missing him because we've got no one to hold the coat, have we? <laughs> we really do love Mr. Blanford. So, a quick wrap up on what we've seen. Um, I think actually that the mobile industry, I mean, it, it, it sounds a cliche to say, but I think they've got a real problem with security and with security perception. I, I t- talked to a number of vendors today who've been really interesting and have got some really good products. But as soon as you start to ask any questions about how it works and where it works and platforms and devices, it's all but this, but that, mostly on Android, but not on iOS, and in this way and in that way. And there there are people doing smart stuff technically, but it strikes me today that we're not as far forward on a uniform you know, product and approach as we would be on the desktop. On a desktop, you know, no brainer. You've got to have antivirus and you've probably got to buy it from one of a couple of really mature vendors who've got a good reputation in this space. But not so much on mobile. Can we boil it down to calling it the Apple question or the Apple issue in that because, I mean, almost every person in, in this hall has some kind of Apple device. And I find it, again, very interesting that you've got these people providing these services that do all these wicked, really cool, smart things, but only for Android. And, and in fact, most uh, right-thinking people, as far as they're concerned, there are only a couple of, uh, of ecosystems. So basically they say, oh, it works on this great Android, 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 Android. And then you ask about iOS, because we know that not a lot works in that anyway. And then the answer is, well, yeah, well, that's coming soon, or we haven't really looked at that, or no. But in fairness, there are some solutions that do work perfectly with, and- with, well, with Android, iOS, Windows, anything. I'm thinking about the, uh, the good uh, mobile messaging. That, that works on anything. Um, and yeah, so, some of these services are, uh, that we see these, uh, these guys offering are quite you know, agnostic. But I think you're right. There, there is a limitation. Uh, that, go on. Well, I was just going to jump in and say, actually, I was really impressed with Good. I mean, I know they've been around for a long time, but to me, as someone who does bring their own device into an enterprise, actually brings a couple of devices into an enterprise, that whole idea of a a separate kind of secure container for the way I work really works. Now, I mean, actually, with Bcrypt and things like that, for some of my customers and the people that I work for you know a device that's completely secured and supplied by the business to do a special job is, is far more appropriate but right now for me the the the, the good star container really works but i can't help thinking that as, as good an answer as that is given the constraints that are available um when you're on a mobile device i'll jump out to the camera to take a snap of a whiteboard yeah. or i'll have even i'll have some documents in let's say my Evernote store and they won't be sensitive there'll just be some stuff that maybe a vendor sent me or a reference document or something like that but if I want to email that to a colleague I can't now because I'm using the non-standard email comms app so I mean again it's not that those products are bad but the platform vendors haven't worked out how they feel about security Google seems to be ignoring it but being open enough for for other vendors to come jumping in but Apple seems to want to keep people out but it's not really doing a very good job of filling that space itself no this is the, it's the massive massive elephant in the room that you know either you have to just say look don't well that's what good is saying they say basically the iphone isn't good enough and because it's not good enough here's a little container that you can put the data and we'll secure that bit uh which is pretty pretty bad in the context of this being you know apple being one of the world's leading providers of these these handsets now 
but I think it's a point well made. What are the other platform guys doing? I, th- I think maybe one of the winners here, you're probably not going to like me for saying this, is, is RIM, right? Because they thought about it, they've dealt with it, they've managed it. BlackBerry Balance does everything in that it, it securely manages both your, your personal information and uh, your, your enterprise information. That works really nicely. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the zeitgeist, right? It's not Apple. But, and I suppose the one, one approach to being low risk is to be so unpopular as to not be worth bothering with. Oh, hold on a minute. I need to stand up for these guys and say, look, the platform is actually... Well, the, hold on a minute. It's the only one certified by British government that, that, you know, to use for sense of information. That, that, that's true. And I mean, that, that so was a very... Put your iPhone in your... Hold on a minute. There's children listening. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, although it, it's worth noticing that... Um, you know, that, that popularity issue, I mean, I joke and I'm just being facetious, but it's getting to the point now where, you know, enough people want to use other platforms. I mean, even, for example, in Canada, um, the, the agencies there have certified iPhone now as being suitable for doing some of the things that previously were BlackBerry, BlackBerry only. So that, that lead is eroding away. Yeah. But I, I, I say the, plat- the platform and the way it works is inherently more secure. And I mean, particularly... If you're an enterprise user, I can see why there's still an appeal there, despite the despite the cost. I'm not sure I find it quite as compelling for consumers, but I think that in both cases, that's being eroded not just by the competition, but by changes in the ecosystem. Because right now, you know, you can go to their app store and you can buy their apps, but as we were saying at the outset, they're still not certified or signed. You know, third parties. Uh, I don't know that they're not doing something naughty with my data. Yeah, it's a fundamental, right? I, I, I think if you're a consumer, you can be quite happy with the likes of uh, the NQ Mobile. Yeah, I think that those kind of services do a nice job for you. I think that's good. But I think you want anything more than than just consumer and, and more than just yourself at enterprise level. I think you're actually rather poorly served, uh, and I wonder if. Does it, does it sound wrong or is it wrong if I bring up the operator again? So look, what can the operator be doing? Because the, the, can the, what can the operator do to secure the data channel for us? And it's noticeable that, I, I mean, we haven't done the whole exhibition, there's but not, there's, there's, no there's not a single network operator here. So they're, they're certainly not participating in this conversation. But also, when, when you talk about operators, people tend to assume, ah, oh, you must want the operator to secure the data as it flows over their network and I suppose the answer is well yes to an extent but actually that's not where data leakage is happening it's happening on the handsets and but they're happening on handsets that are being sold by operators the, the, the operators are involved in supplying and, and often recommending those devices if you're buying a, an enterprise uh, edition so you know they, they do need to be involved even if perhaps their core competency at the moment isn't really where the threat comes from See, I think a lot of the operators, the operators will be doing a lot of rebranding with a lot of the companies here. Um, you know, some of the uh, mobile iron, for example, is rebranded by a lot of operators, and that's fine. But I wonder, all these operators crying foul about you know losing money from a data and the data boom, and it's, it's really really bad news. They're not making enough cash. I think there's a, a lot of requirement in the in enterprise and in business, just to, even uh, SME. Uh, to just say, listen, I want to buy a managed, secure system. Give me a unique APN or give me a, a special APN that any data that's captured or sent or whatever, it's assured. So if you do take a photo off the whiteboard, that's perfectly fine, but the transport layer won't allow that to go outside blah, 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 or it doesn't automatically go up to Google or it doesn't go to Flickr automatically. So that there's a degree of control there and, and, and risk management. I think people would like, well, I think enterprises would like that kind of service, but we don't see much of that, do we? 
We don't, but also I wonder how that fits with bring your own device because, I mean, it, yeah. it's by definition, it's almost, it, it's, in, it's become use a bit your of... Use your own internet connection as well, right? Well, and, and that's yeah. precisely it. That with your own device comes your own software and your own probably SIM card and your yeah. own data connection. And it might even be that your the network that you choose to buy your services from is not the one that your enterprise has a relationship with. Or prefers. Or, or prefers. Or, or prefers. So how does that sit? Because, you know, going back to the Bcrypt guys, he's talking about enterprises and really secure, like, let's say police forces and, yes. and people yes. like that. The police policemen will not bring their own device. They're going to be issued with a very secure, special device, and it's completely controlled. And all of the things that we just talked about can, can happen, and the technology is maturing really quickly, and that's, it's impressive, the, the, some of the things it can do. But let's talk about some of the businesses that supply the police force. You know, so for all, the, all the firms who, who sell the computers and the desks and do the cleaning and etc., 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 those firms all are have some degree of need for security even if it's just the fact that they're who their customers are the fact that maybe you know the, the customer list is sensitive and valuable but in those in those cases bring your own device is is happening right now and it's yeah. happening uncontrolled and i wonder how many of these all or nothing answers can address that bring your own need because we we quickly ran out of answers as soon as it was your a personal device so yeah because what happens when you've got the cleaner Going into the police off a police uh, well, police uh, office station. Yeah, sorry. When you get the cleaner going into the police station, and you know they've got their iPhone, which is a super cable device, and snapping away either innocently or uh, intentionally. Yeah, you know, that, that's a massive security possible breach there. I do wonder: do these firms? Yeah, you know, can you? If you're a cleaner working in a police station, do you? Are you? Do you have to leave your phone at the door? Well, I, I think you, I think you probably do in those okay, kind of. If you're working at a bank, do you have to leave your phone at the door. You don't. You don't, do you? Well, I, they don't check. They don't check the banks, uh, uh, bank cleaners' phones, right? But I think it's one of those things that maybe it used to happen, but it's very hard to enforce now because you can even you can ask people to do that, but unless you push them through a, a metal detector, it's almost impossible to do. Yeah. But the other failing there, of course, is that even if you even if you say uh, what we're going to do is you know segregate these completely, the the people, people's personal devices. Let's say even, um, you know, that you make the policeman leave his leave his personal mobile in a locker when he starts his shift, and you give him an ultra secure device, and so all of his business data is secured nicely, and you don't leak any personal data because that's all locked away. And I mean, it's not a very friendly option, but right now you can draw those lines in some industries. That still presumes that when the guy goes home, his contacts list, the name of his friends, his family, the mo- the mobile banking website that he goes to on his iPhone, are you know he doesn't bother about because enterprises need security, but increasingly consumers need that same level. And when you join the two together when you invite people in more traditional businesses just sort of standard office environments to bring their own devices you don't you shouldn't be asking them to give up all their personal security that you 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 say right well i'm going to deploy all these tools but actually i'm not going to bother about any of the other security on the device you know so my data is fine but your data well just you know you'll have to take a risk you're just a consumer so don't worry is it basically a bag of spanners ben I think it's a bag of spanners. I'm just really trying to tease out, well, what's the answer? I mean, it's it's easy to to point at an immature industry and just say things haven't matured yet, which is a sort of statement of the bleeding obvious, really, in this regard. But I'm thinking that I keep coming back to this point that I think trying to to 
break this problem down into bite-sized chunks and just solve them one at a time by segregating enterprise data, by securing the whole device, by banning devices, by having policies which control or, or divide data and all these sorts of things. They all work within a particular context, but actually they all then require the user to have multiple answers to the same question depending on their context. It gets really messy. Increasingly, I think that the mobile app, the mobile platform providers are just not going to be able to shirk their responsibility anymore to build security in at a low level and maybe depend on third parties to implement, implement the rules and the policies, but to make the way that data is handled and stored and what applications do far more a far more key part of the experience. I think Again, I am agreeing with you, Mr. Smith, and everyone from Waterloo, Canada, i.e. Research in Motion, is, going, is screaming at the minute, going, that's precisely what we've been doing for the last 10 years, and what we're updating, what we're bringing to you in BlackBerry 10. I've, but your, your point is very well made. These platform guys, it's really just not front of mind, is it? And I don't think it's going to be front of mind for a long time. No, it's, it's not, but and, and as much as I, sort of, I do, Grudgingly, grudgingly admit that RIM has a good story to tell in this regard. It doesn't actually, it doesn't continue into their app store to the same extent. Right. And more importantly, I don't think that we can rely on just saying, well, if you want security, go for go for platform A. I think all the platforms are going to need to, to work on this. And maybe even what we're missing is some standards, some commonality, because I... I don't want to be constrained to a single platform in order to have some security. It shouldn't be this binary thing as it appears to be now. So in the, the finance and the banking industry, they have a kind of PCI compliance viewpoint that everyone's familiar with. And, and if, if I say, you know, my, my service is PCI compliant, you can relax that my credit, your credit card information is safe and the like. I wonder if we do need that for mobile. Well, I certainly, I was, I was very interested to, to hear the software verification piece I can, I can well see that Apple Google RIM Microsoft could all add a software verification piece in to their app stores as we were saying earlier to, to give some kind of check mark that it's been inspected by a third party uh, you know allows consumers who, who who don't want to be bothered about it you know sort of the my mum you know, the, 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 the usual sort of balance which is doesn't really want to worry too much about the rights and wrongs of the applications or how they work or what they're doing but just wants to have somebody they can trust to say this is okay yeah. you can use this if you want but even if you came up with saying well listen i've got this really cool app store for families and for kids and every app in this app store is approved and vetted and we go through it line by line well apple wouldn't allow it yeah it's got to be something at that yeah. at the moment uh, at the moment it's got to be something that would be done before submission to the apple store and and would be well, independent right, the, the store they wouldn't even allow that on an, on an iphone app the true and, and 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 then it would be very difficult to prove because anyone could write in their description i've been it i've been approved by ben super duper checking facility yeah, exactly. and, and it would be difficult to, to so again i think it's it's an area where a little bit of consumer pressure perhaps needs to come to bear on these platforms and it, I think it will do very soon because security is definitely the topic of the day with regard to apps. Do you think uh, this time next year it'll have changed? It, it's, a tricky, it's a tricky one isn't it? I think no, I think it's going to be slower than that but I think what will happen is that some of the platforms that look like the biggest problems at the moment like Android are going to have to address this problem and actually maybe in addressing it they'll 
they'll need to address it so comprehensively that they could lead the way. Yeah. And so Android will swing from being the biggest problem to the first stab at a proper security model for apps and consumer data uh, in, in that kind of open ecosystem. Well, here it's open. As ever, great fun day uh, uh, info security. I like, like how your voice changes there from, from what negative to as ever. <laughs> As I'm, I'm just looking at a man dressed up as a robot dancing around the place. It's clearly, uh, uh, yeah, clearly a great conference. And there's a number of people dressed up as fluffy aliens walking around as well. And the Stig appears to be walking past us. So it's it's all uh, it's all learning, a rich learning yeah, experience. Guy, to do you're riding a helmet for the whole. Day. He spent the whole of the three days walking just around the show, just being seen. Let's do this again sometime. So if you've enjoyed this uh, series, uh, please do go ch check out the little mini-series that we did at London Book Fair all about digital publishing. And we will be back with season three of the regular podcast and our usual chat and probably most importantly, uh, the fans' favourite, Rafe Blanford, very, very soon. Uh, thanks for listening. And as ever, please leave us a comment to let us know how you've gone with this.